one. They wanted me to do the intro for once. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? I'm not good at talking. So you know what? I'm just going to talk about everything. And what we're going to do is a special show here for you today. We're going to do an extended ticker time because we are out of earnings season. So get those tickers in there early. We're going to talk Costco, and then we're going to talk your stock. So, Chat, get ready. Here we come. Mitch, roll that intro. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome to this Wednesday's edition of Pre-Market Prep. We'll be bringing on Webb Begoli, a market reader at 835. Let's get to the futures. We got to rebound up. 17 and a quarter handles at 43.32. Caught a bid right off that 6 p.m. open. Chart me, chart me, chart me, chart oh, me. We tried to do something chart new. Me. Yeah. All right, let me get the charts up here. Uh, then we have uh, the buck. Whoa, over 105, over 106, up 21 cents, 106.14. Bonds in the green by almost a point at 115 and 530 seconds. Crude firmly back in the $90 handle, up a buck 46 at 91.85. Gold leaking towards 1900 at 1910.50. Silver trying to remain in the 23 handle, down 15 cents at 23.04. And Bitcoin just hanging out in the 26K handle. Up six hundred and forty dollars at twenty six thousand eight hundred and eighty five. Now I want to bring in Triple D here, and Triple D, very good intro there. I just want you to know that you're not receiving any extra pay for that. Okay? No. Why it, no. it, it, well, it, did it? You did all it. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. It was good. It was good. I liked it. So it was, it was short and sweet. I was just trying yeah, to get, there, fun. get this party started. It's hard to do, but that's the first time I've ever done the intro. It's a lot of pressure, man. You know, you're like the person starting this up. People hear the intros like, I'm not interested in this stuff, or oh, I am interested in this stuff. There's pressure there, man. There's pressure. I felt the yeah. pressure. Yeah. Okay. I, I know you're in one of your moods today, and oh, uh, I I don't know what's instigate. I can just tell when we come out of the pre-market. Pre yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, so what do you see? I mean, is this rebound mean anything to you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I kind of thought we were going to rebound yesterday and that was wrong. <laughs> Couldn't be more wrong on that one yesterday. I mean, we're oversold. We've we come down so far on so many stocks. Not Apple. Hate Apple. And that's probably where I went wrong was thinking that the market could rebound without Apple. No, the Apple started selling off and that's what hammered the market. So as... Apple goes, the market goes. We know that the S and P's. So, and now you know here you can't be bearish on Apple and bullish the market. You know there's a learning experience for you right there because it just doesn't work. But I do think there's a lot of stocks that are really beat up. Get away from those mega cap tech stocks. There's a lot of stocks that are absolutely dirt cheap. And I mean from a multiple basis, from a valuation, from just coming down significantly from off the highs. I mean there, you know, obviously the airlines we've talked about those, but it's just a massacre. You know, most of the airlines are down 30, 40% in a month. Like, it's ugly. You know, LUV from 39 to 26, AAL oh. from 19 to 12. I mean, these are significant sell-offs here. And then you just go like a win resorts, you know, 110, down to 90. This is a 20% sell-off in two months. I mean, there are multiple. This is not just cherry-picking a couple of stocks. There are hundreds of stocks that look like this that are down 20, 30% in the last two months. So, I mean... If you wanted a bear market, you got it. We had had it for the last month and a half. We had the little relief rally at the end of August and September was an epic disaster. So mega cap tech has not been hit. I do think it still has a reckoning day, and that's probably keeps the indices under pressure, at least the SPY under pressure. But there is little mini disasters everywhere here. Do we look? Do we come around and chat? This is why we want to do an extended ticker time with you guys here today. Talk about do we want to look through the rubble and try to find some gems? 
All right, let's bring in Mitch. Mitch is uh, quietly there in the background, and uh, we will still do our traditional stuff. We got to cover Costco earnings, right? Because uh, that's like the only significant report out there. Traded down nine bucks. Good morning, Mitch. And uh, what do you have on the Costco report? Costco wholesales Q4 EPS four dollars and eighty six cents beats the four dollars and seventy nine cent estimate. Sales of seventy eight point nine three billion beat the 77.9 billion estimate net sales for 17 week were up 9.4% and for 16 weeks of Q4 total revenue of 78.939 billion uh the Costco wholesale executive said that traffic or shopping frequency was up 5.2% worldwide 5% um, Q4 average transaction, though, down 3.9% worldwide, down 4.5% in the U.S. This is due to weak, big-ticket discretionary demand, gas price deflation, and that was said on the conference call. So some good information said there if you're wondering why Costco got hit. Big things, big-ticket uh, discretionary demand, gas price. These things are definitely affecting the earnings were fine. Again, Costco gets hit because this thing we've been talking about for the last few days, they are coming for the leaders. Folks, don't think your stocks are safe because they're, you know, Costco and everybody goes there. I believe they're going to continue to come for the leaders here. Costco is not sold off at all. It's near the highs. I think Walmart is next. Um, I think they're going to eventually come for the leaders here. So this report was fine. Expectations are simply too high for Costco. I mean, this is one of the only stocks that has held on to all of its gains from June, July, and August. And I mean, it's held on to all of them. We are 480, we're 560. We're basically up near the three-month highs. There's no stocks that are up there anymore. And it's just like buyer exhaustion on anything like that. You know, they're not looking to go buy highs on stocks right now because that hasn't been working. So here you come in, you know, did they buy the dip on Costco? It was a fine report. The information, you know, wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know, it's going bad at Costco here. We better hit the stock. It's just fire exhaustion in Costco. And I think it needs to come in a bit. Like, I mean, retail's been hammered and Costco and Walmart are just not even touched. So I think there needs to be some type of reversion to the mean on all of these stocks, meaning Costco, Walmart coming down and maybe some of the other retail getting a little bit of a relief pop. Because you know what? At the end of the day, we can think, yeah, it's going to be Amazon, Costco, and Walmart. There's going to be other retailers. I'm not talking about Nordstrom. I'm not talking about Macy's, maybe. Macy's down again here today. But there's going to be other retailers that survive. So I just don't think it's all going to be Costco, Walmart, and Amazon. Uh, I'm going to say I got a couple of uh, technicals. Uh, one we talked about on the uh, the closing print, the 540 area. Uh, just for the dip, at least off the earnings, you had a couple lows in that area at 839 or 539.18. So that's important for that to hold. And on the upside, uh, can you see the bottom of yesterday's range? Uh, that's going to be pretty tough, I think, at 552. So we'll see if they buy it up. But that's for a resistance. Uh, fun, uh, fundamentally, think a couple things about Costco. Uh, number one is you got to be a you got to be uh, a member. Uh, to you know, so they have the membership. So what that does is it also it get generates you know some stable income unless they lose a lot of a lot of members. And second of all, it really I I don't know what their theft is and and how much stuff. First of all, it's hard to walk out you know with like you know a big thing of steaks or something like that. So you know they they probably have you know less you know shrinkage from stealing and because this, that's not an so, issue at all. On yeah. the conference call, they said it was not an issue at all. It's not up at all. I think it is harder to walk out into a Costco. I mean, it's a matter of, you know, and, and you know, this is a conversation with the Target here too, Mitch, which you can give that news too. Maybe we might as well give that right now. It's just another conversation here. Target's trading down here with Costco earnings, but it's official. They are closing some stores. Yeah, Target shuttering nine stores amid rising retail crime. And we also got news of this with Best Buy's earnings, right? Um, they also said very similar to Costco. But what, what did they say? Well, one of the things that helps Best Buy and Costco, I think, is that it's only one entrance and one exit. So, of course, there's emergency exits, right? But when you're going in and out of the store, you're going through that one entrance. And this is what actually hurts stores uh-huh. like Target, like Walmart, that have like, you know, nine different doors that you can go in and out of. Um, so you can't just 
be checking everybody through that one exit. Um, so that's what Best Buy mentioned on their earnings. Target shuttering nine stores because of retail crime. Well, stores need to start adjusting how they're even built so they can consider retail crime. I think things like this is what we're going to start seeing. I mean, what Target tried to address this, though, in their San Francisco stores. They put every single thing behind lock and key. So you go in there, and I don't know if you've seen these stores, but there's pictures of them on the internet. And you actually have to tell the clerk what you want, and then they go get it for you. Like, labor-intensive, oh. just craziness. Like, they've tried to address it. I mean, when you have, you know, this organized crime, they're coming in there. And, you know, it isn't – I forget what they said, you know. It was, it's, it's to the tune of, like, what was it, like $500 million worth of goods got stolen from their stores or something like that? Something crazy. So, like, crazy amount of money getting stolen and yeah again i think it just goes back to you've got to punish people who steal and you know we got to the point where they, they made a petty theft because people are starving and you know and they got a like and i get that part of it but the organized crime has taken over this isn't you know somebody going and stealing a loaf of bread because they're hungry this is organized crime stealing major stuff so that we've got to get a handle on this folks this is just not america this is not this should not be happening in north america None of this stuff. And they've got to have to get stiffer punishments for crime. They've got to figure this out or we're going to see more store closures. A quick story on Costco. It's a true story. You know how like when you walk out of Costco, you know, you're holding your receipt. Right. And then they just cursory, you know, they just kind of look at it. Right. And they look at your cart and then they check it off. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I like to talk to people, you know, that work at, you know, the checkout, but just to get a feeling of things that are going on. I said, I said, you know, you really didn't look at that very closely. You're know, like, how do you know I don't, you know, I didn't, you know, between the checkout <laughs> line and something sticking in here. I go, do you really ever have people trying to rip off, you, you know, Costco? Um, and he goes, yeah. And he told me a story where a guy came in and bought this huge TV. Okay. And he went to the line and he checked it out. And then he came back in the store and he got another TV. And then when he went through the line, he was holding his receipt over the check mark. So, you know, so he just like he was holding on to it. And the guy that was checking it out, you know, tried to grab it out of his hand, you know, because he could see that, you know, it had already been checked. And then the guy just ran out of the store. And uh, I don't know if they ever caught him. Uh, mm -hmm. And then just the other thing about Walmart. You know, they're, they're going to a lot of robo cashiers. They're, they're getting rid of the labor. They're, they're cutting costs. And I think that that's something that uh, perhaps is, uh, um, you know, helping, helping Walmart. But uh, Walmart just hang. It's, it's down a nickel on this. I mean, no, that's it doesn't not go down. Look it at doesn't that. go down. It's like Berkshire Hathaway. They just don't go down. But, you know, eventually I think there's a reckoning day for both of those stocks. Well, for Burke and for because I just don't see how the market come in this much and these stocks just don't go down. Um, one of the things, of course, is that they when they check that receipt, Joel, a lot of them have this new technology where they can scan the receipt. And then when they scan the certain items, they have to scan a certain amount of items to make sure that the cart kind of checks out. It's a kind mm. of a double checking method there. So it scans the receipt. It says, OK, it has nine waters. And you start scanning the waters. If you if it doesn't scan nine waters, you scan eleven of them. It's going to tell you that there's something wrong, things like that. And of course, they also include a lot of this in the kind of when you go to the membership. This is all part of kind of the rules to getting the membership. You have to go to the front. You have to present a receipt. Things like this are helping Costco. Let's get to cannabis news. Cannabis new bill on the floor. This uh, It looks like we might be able to get this through. Of course, this is going through right now the Senate floor on Wednesday. But, of course, it's going to have some tougher time if it's going to get through the House. So a lot of people are taking a look at this. This is getting cannabis to get a jump. But the only question is, will it actually go through? Um, the Secure and Fair Enforcement Regulation Banking Act was introduced by a bipartisan group of senators last week, of course, if passed, would secure greater financing and scale into the broader market. What do you guys think happens here? This is, um, you know, been the trade to buy them ahead of these, you know, votes and about buy ahead of this and then to sell on the news. It's just been the trade. Um, 
I, I, you know what I think about cannabis stocks. I'm not a fan at all. I've been absolutely correct on that for years. And I think any type of relief pop you get doesn't last. With that being said, I think you can get a lift ahead of this news. I mean, you're seeing it here this morning. So there's money to be made trading ahead of these events. Just don't get stuck holding the bag in the stuff. I think investing in cannabis, and I know it's a lot of people, you know, who still believe, you know, but it's tough, man. They've been just killed, all these stocks. And it's hard to find the, you know, the, the path to think that they're just all going to come back here. I mean, we heard about GRWG for a while there back in 2020, 21. Stock went from five bucks to 60 bucks is two bucks. We know what the Canadian ones, the Canadian ones are all an epic disaster. Can't be worse. Telray, $300, $2. CGC, $60. Kramer is called a best of breed. It's 90 cents, worst of breed. Um, it's just been a disaster. So you're going to have like trouble it, getting yeah. me on board on the cannabis trade. It seems like it's always like you're hearing the same thing about the legislation and uh, the banking. And it, it just seems like it just this is just like regurgitation of like the same thing. And then it gets a pop and then it then comes back. They I mean, they don't uh, yeah, they're short. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, I think they're still probably contending with a little bit of the black market out there and there's just so many different stores and places to go. So they're uh, just contending with valuation, Joel, it was all a valuation yeah. thing. Like I said, you know, the reason, and again, I go back to this and I don't follow the U S ones because honestly, they just haven't been worth following, but, I mean, you know, what I was saying with when Tilray was Afria and they were giving it, you know, this $10 billion valuation, you just got to use common sense sometimes and say, you got a greenhouse full of pot plants and you got a greenhouse full of tomato plants. The greenhouse full of tomato plants is worth 20 common. million. The greenhouse full of pot plants is worth 10 billion. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense at all. So now it's come back in. The tomato plant's still worth their money, well, and the pot plants come it. all the I way back. I knew it. Well, I should have uh, called that's it. That's common sense. The, the I would you know pay. what? There's no argument to be made on it, Mitch, because I was absolutely correct. That's I would still pay for the pot plant over the tomato to plant, cents. but that's just my outlook. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to pay that $10 billion valuation. What's the valuation? Let's go. What is the valuation until right now? Market cap. Benzinga but you're broke. talking about the Canadian ones, man. No one's all we, the same we, story We've already again. come to the understanding that in Canada, they don't know how to handle their tomato plants. Um, <laughs> and I think that, that we've already come to that understanding. Canada is not the potheads, it seems like. Um, it seems oh, like those are all me, in the U.S. There's a lot of potheads in Canada. There's a lot of potheads in Canada. Trudeau legalized it right away. Our, our biggest our biggest pothead might be our prime minister here, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> he so likes tomatoes? Point, it's still worth $1.7 Tilray, which in my opinion is still worth way too much. What's CGC's market cap? These aren't billion-dollar companies. CGC is six hundred ninety-six million, so it's starting to come back in. You know, you got multiple plants, and you know, obviously, uh, this. I'll tell you the tomatoes. three that I'm looking at. How's that? They're yes. they're OTC. Give me some stocks. Give me some stocks. Give Here me the stocks. Crlbf Cresco Labs. When they have five ticker symbols, they're automatically you know what they're on. Moved from my Wait, give, give me give me that again. Crlb as in boy, and then F as in Frank. Okay, I think I got it there. Oh, good supported too. That's Fresco all I can say. Labs is yeah? this company. So, okay. Uh, what do they do? One of them. And so I, I'm looking at uh, kind of uh, the the ones that actually touch the plant, but they're on the OTC market because of that. So I'm looking at these as the far out opportunities, right? I also like Cure Leaf and True Leaf. Um, so Cure Leaf is going to be C U R L F. I got that. Yep. 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 And then the last one that I'll give here is True Leaf Cannabis, TCNNF. Okay. And I this, know those. Yep. These two, especially the last two that I mentioned, have big exposure in Florida. And so um, I do have friends that have that medical license in Florida and tell me how the kind of the businesses are going. True Leaf is definitely one of the best in quality. Um, if you're looking for some better deals, CureLeaf has better deals in that sense. But in my outlook here, it's all about deschedulizing because if we can't get them out scheduled one, this is never going to get to the investment opportunity. I you just think I heard all this stuff in Canada. And, you know, again, Canada is not the U.S., but we're all North American. We're a lot more similar than you think we are. And it was all about buying these stocks ahead of legalization, buying these stocks ahead of it. And, and at the end, 
once they got legalized, that's when they really took the bath. Once we went full, you know, and then once we started giving out all these contracts, because the problem was they only had like 27, you know, licenses out there. Then they gave out licenses like they were candy and hundreds of licenses, maybe even thousands of licenses. Everybody can grow pot. And then all the valuations came in, the competition came in. So I don't know if the same exact thing is going to happen in the U.S., but I do believe you'll eventually have, you know, probably legalization in most of your states. I think it is going that way. But everybody thought that was going to be their gravy train in Canada, and it ended up being the train that run them over. All right. I'm I'm waiting to invest in the company that comes out with a marijuana-laced or based uh, tomato plant. I don't even know. That's a bad joke if that was a joke. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> That's time to move on. <laughs> All right, let's get to our extended ticker time. Uh, you guys know what it is. Smash the up. like. Dennis said, you know what? You guys are running the show today. So guess what? Start running the show, guys. What do you guys want to talk about? Is it Micron's earnings tonight? What are you guys looking at? Throw them up in the chat. We'll take a look at Micron to start it off. But of course, you guys start throwing up those tickers. We'll take a look at it. So, of course, Micron reporting earnings tonight. This is a stock that has been trying to get a lift. Just recently rejected that 70 kind of lift off. Is this one more of a buy the dip or run away from these highs? I don't want to hold anything in earnings. And I believe this earnings season, if we ended up doing the stats, if you were short every stock going into earnings season, I think you killed it. Meaning the stocks that bounced on their rallies, a lot of them gave it back. And the stocks that missed or went down just kept going down. So the play from the earnings season before was be long all the stocks in. The play in this earnings season would be short all of them into it. So no, and, you know, is Micron going to get a lift? Is Micron? It's possible, but it just feels like all lifts are short-lived. And then if they get hit, they just don't bounce back quickly. So I'm not going long into the report. There is a trade to be long ahead of the report. I was already long ahead of the report. I've been trading it long ahead of the report. And that works well. But like I said before, it seems like Micron's is not my stock. So I should just limit my comments because I just don't do well in the stock. Uh, this one is, I really like, sometimes I look at the charts and like, ah, you know, I don't have a good feel for it. This one is, is, is uh, I, I like the setup. They got the upgrade. I don't know what day it was. And I'm like, this thing's not getting through 72. And I don't know if it was actually this day that it went through 72. I think it was a few days prior. So that's a great number because it was your numbered SEP and your number at the end of July. On the downside, how can you argue with a quad bottom? I mean, if you feel like you need to own something here, you're trading up 40 cents from it. That's a big level. That's for institutions or bigger players either trying to cover shorts or get long ahead of the report. So 68, uh, 68 and a half to 72. Uh, those are the parameters for Micron. All right. Now we got a ton of tickers to get in here in the chat. They're excited so for ticker time. Definitely. Definitely. I'm seeing the tickers rolling team. I'm going to try to keep these guys on a fast pace here. So okay. I'll limit okay. my conversation. Let's get it. Right now, we're starting it here. First one up, Josh Weber with MGM. Ooh. Is it over? Is the hacking over? That's the question here because the stock has been punished severely for obviously the hacks that they've had. The stock has broken all trends. Technicals do not look good. Valuation isn't bad on this stock. So this one would be on my shopping list, MGM. So I kind of like the stock, but this hacking... We just don't know if it's over. You know, we know we have rumors Caesars paid them off and then, you know, it's hurting business. This hacking is a serious issue for the casinos. If it's over, eventually there is going to be a buying opportunity. MGM, I would absolutely have it on my shopping list, but I'd just be cautious just jumping in. PE is still relatively high here too at 27, 28 times earnings. So I'd like it down the lower 30s. It starts, let's bring that valuation in just a little bit yeah, more. I mean... But I do think there's going to be an opportunity eventually in MGM. I haven't liked this sector even before the hacks. I, you know, the hacks draft, are a serious. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just I never liked it before, and I don't like it now. The only thing I'll say, if if you're taking a, a stab here, thirty six oh seven is the low of the move. You got if it takes that out, you got to reestablish uh, at another level. Nothing on the monthlies. Let's get to Boyle. Hmm. 
that's a that's a natural gas ETF here. So you know, and it's just been these things are uninvestable because they just get stuck with the rolling over all the time. They're trying to stay long and they get caught in the rolls. All yep. the high from 2022 on this is 2,500 bucks. It's 50 dollars. So I mean, you've got to be very careful. These are trading vehicles only, not investing vehicles. You invest in these things, you're almost guaranteed to lose money in the long run because they're always caught with that rollover. They're buying, the, they're, they're selling the, the current, and then they're buying the next month out, and the rollover just kills them. Uh, I'm just going to look at the natty gas chart, which is just messy as messy can nope. be. Look at this natty gas chart. Uh, you know, oh, we're going to rally. We're going to break. We're going to rally. We're going to break higher highs, lower lows. I'd say right now, trading range, maybe 280 to three bucks. If you're trading natty gas futures and just taking a stab in the dark here. Uh, if it doesn't even look like they want okay. to point. Your 30 seconds is up. You went Let's longer keep her fast. Ulta, Ulta Beauty here. I know Joel has been I taking a look at, at EL uh, at, at Elf. Uh, so what do you think about Ulta? It's a horrible looking chart. I got a 420 buy stop to go long. That's it. EL, Ulta. Um, EL is an epic disaster. I mean, we haven't looked at that one for a while, but look at this. It just goes down every day. It's one of those stocks that goes down every day, Ulta. And then you have Elf Beauty, which is just the exact opposite. Yep. So I don't know if Elf's just eating all their lunches or what it is here, uh, but the other two are terrible. You think about the AutoZone, AAP, and O'Reilly, Elf's best of breed. The other ones you know, are in trouble. I don't know what's happening in this industry, but Elf is the only one that seems to be holding up. Starbucks. Dun, dun, dun. I never got $5 coffee. I still don't get in there. Probably $10 coffees now with inflation. So you're not going to get me an invest in Starbucks. China, China, China. That's what I'll say about Starbucks. If oh, China man, can, I mean... Demand can come back. Maybe Starbucks can catch it here. Uh, sure. Our demand slowing down. China's demand slowed down already. Will we see a downturn here? I mean, I'm just not seeing any like good support. I mean, if you want to take a stab on the low of the move, then you could do that. The monthlies are not supporting that. So, and you guys know I don't buy the five buck coffee. I get the two espressos and then I ask for a little shot of coffee and it costs me two bucks. So, go finds a way around the five dollar coffee. Yes. Can <laughs> Disney hold 80 here, guys, or will it go towards the 50 that everybody was looking at me crazy three months ago because I mentioned. It's it's heading it's heading to the to next 50. monthly. Well, fifty is low, but um, it's on key support. It's been down here too long. The writers strike has officially settled. Is it official here now, Mitch? The writers strike is yes. done. Uh, official at least. Uh, they were voted. It hasn't completely gone through, but yeah. at least the vote is now that that at least is done. Uh, real interesting news, at least in that aspect, is that AI will not be able to generate uh, these scripts. Or movies, things like that. They kept AI out. They pushed it out. The writers did. Everybody, all the bull thesis was it was going to get a big pop when they settled the strike. There's no pop to be had whatsoever. The stock is sitting near the lows and doesn't care. They have problems everywhere. As much as I was bullish Disney six months ago um, when the parks were firing on all cylinders, I think the parks are not firing on all cylinders anymore. I think the park attendance is going to actually be disappointing. And that's going to really hammer the stock if that happens. Stock has been down the lows for too long. I'll give you the major support. The 80 is major support. And it's still there. And it's still support of support until it's broken. I just feel like it's been down here too long. It's ready to break. Mitch, I got a trade set up for you. Short 80, mm -hmm. 87.50 stop, 65 target. Ooh, I'm interested. I'll be watching that, guys. Keep looking yeah, at the levels I, no, like always. You. Call your shots. I, man, I they, they got it. I'll I mean, be watching you it. You think they were going to shake something up, you know, and do something a little bit different? I thought they were selling ABC. They just, they got to they gotta come up with something new. 80 is support till it's, problems, uh, it's bridged. Yeah, I mean, it's just, how, how can you do it? How, how can you go long here? You know, if you do it, do it with a tight stop. All right, uh, let's do Coca-Cola. Come on, Ooh. David. Of course, that's not been doing well. We've been talking about that. That looks like the no Tina trade. Yeah, exactly. All the consumer staples talking about Tina being dead. She is dead, dead, dead. Meaning this, there is no alternative. There is an all. There's all kinds of alternatives. It's called cash. Cash. As long as we're up in a five and a half, and we got a ten year at four and a half, there's no reason to own staples. 
Uh, same thing here, coming down on the low of the move. I think this is more like a trading, scalping stock. Look for the size in the book, fair value, trade ahead of it, right? I mean, eventually it's going to catch a little bid here somewhere. I don't know where that's going to be. Next monthly low is under 55 bucks at 54.02. Carvana. Dun, dun, dun. Come back down. I mean, this is, you know, now almost like, you know, a social media meme type stock here that getting behind it and the movement and stuff. A little bit of that happening here, too. But you're breaking trend now. I still think Carvana has a lot of issues, so I don't think it's investable. And I think the trade has lost momentum. So at this point in time, I'm probably not. I do see the support you come into at 36 to 37. So if I was short, maybe I'd bring it in there, but not interested in going long. Yeah, this 36 and a half area. I mean, if you're playing this from the long side, then, you know, make sure that area holds. If you're looking at like a little buy on this thing, look left instead of uh, look right instead of left. If you could get a couple more lows here. You know, maybe step up and get a little bit of a bounce. But uh, super extra major support, 3650 area. I can at least say you're thinking about it. I'm thinking about it also. FDX. Held up very well after the earnings. It does not want to give the earnings gap back. And there Mm -hmm. is separation. You know what? It's such an interesting market because we have so many relationship-based trades just falling apart where they hammer certain stocks and sectors and then they don't and they keep other stocks elevated. You know, like the Walmart target. I mean, holy, Mm -hmm. that has blown out. The FedEx UPS is another one we don't give enough love to, but this spread is just blowing out. FedEx, and maybe it's because you know, the UPS just renegotiated their labor. Remember, they had the strike and they got a lot. And you think about the costs, you know, 40, I think it was 40% increase over there too. And they just haven't been able to recover from it. So, I mean, UPS has continued to go down. You'd think at a certain point in time, UPS is going to be a buy, but I just don't know, man. It's been just keeps getting hit and the spreads. You got to be careful as a pair trader out there. Because these relationships, some of them just continue to blow out. I would love to see a spread. I thought to see how many standard deviations that is. I mean, only one thing to do with this FDX, and you got to hold this 259. That's been the earnings low gap. Buyers even stepping up to 260. So look at this trade both ways. Hold it as a long. If it breaks through there, maybe with the weak mark. The other thing I would do, and I'd have to do some research, maybe someone knows, when does FDX have another contract negotiation coming up? Because, I mean, they're, they're not immune to having to renegotiate no, contracts. I, I think so, too. Like, we yeah. just think, you know, like, you think it's the same thing like Tesla versus the big three. FedEx versus UPS. I mean, they all got big raids of UPS. And those FedEx drivers aren't thinking, like, why? And I'm not getting that paid that. I don't know. I think there's an issue there, too. It's a good point. Yeah, they just renegotiated it in March uh, with their pilots. Um, but I have not heard anything with their drivers as uh, as of late. But that's their most recent labor deal. It was with their pilots. And that already happened in March. So that might have helped them that it was a little bit ahead of the UPS deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, AVGO mentioned in the chat. Oh, it came down 800. I was looking at that. Someone was looking at it. Asked me about it a while ago. You had all these lows. Uh, Nice bounce here. Hoping for a 50% retracement on this one. If you're bullish, 924 to 800. That's a big move, uh, you know, a couple hundred point move, but um, it looks good. I just, you need to lead on that three day low. It's holding up well. You know, do we get a shot if it really got ugly down at 700? That would be awesome. I don't know if you're going to get that shot. So I'm not sure if you take it earlier than that, but this stock just is consolidating here, I believe, to go lower. So it looks like at least the chat saying that FDX drivers are non union. So it looks like only their pilots are, yon- are union, and that deal has already been done. I think definitely you're going to see maybe FDX become best of breed here. And so I, I like well, it that is already. Yeah. If yeah. And, and, before, and just think about the, already. think about the market cap, right? UPS is 132. FedEx is 67. Will it make up some gain there? Well, there's a point there too. Sometimes you got to look at market caps and not the stock price there. So it's a good point, Mitch. Yeah. And something to think about. What about this one? Uh, lithium name, LTHM. Yeah, we got a little story on this one. The story is I was going to sell my whole position. And two <laughs> people, no names mentioned, told me to hold, uh, told me to hold a little piece. Hoddle, hoddle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hoddle, hoddle. I wanted to sell the whole thing. 
Mm. Well, I don't why don't you guys just take a break do, the rest of the day? Do you, okay? uh, if you want, if, if you misery loves company here, Joel, I'm in lithium too here, and it's an epic disaster. The lithium stocks are probably my worst investment so far. And again, it's probably because the automotive companies, you know, are just having struggles and they're, they're yeah. punishing lithium for it too. So, I mean, ALB is trading at a P of, I think, four. <laughs> I mean, something's going to happen here. Obviously, these earnings are going to come way down here. But, you know, I've bought this multiple times here, and it's just been a disaster. LTHM has been a disaster. These are the worst stocks in my portfolio, these two stocks. So I think there's still a long-term play here. But, man, the short term is full of pain. <laughs> I, I think I'm seeing on the monthly of Teslas, I'm, I think I might be seeing a head and shoulders on the monthly. Does that stand out to you guys on Tesla? There's head and shoulders everywhere. Do you see that head and shoulders stocks. on the monthly, the bottom All right? All over the place. I see so them everywhere. That recent spike, the 300. And then the spike on the left-hand side oh, would yeah. be also a 300 high. Oh, yeah. That's the left shoulder and right shoulder. Oh, you're looking big time here, right? Yeah, big time, yeah. big time. Monthly, long term. I'm with you though, Matt. That, that does not look good. So uh, a big level for me is just watching to see if Tesla can get back to 300. If it can't, it could be heading back there towards 200. Who knows? Um, that's, a, that's an interesting chart for sure. There, there's so many charts that look like this. That's what we've been talking about here. I mean, you could argue in the queues overall here too, Joel. Um, bring that up, you know, like QQQ and you see that's like a in the candle. shorter term. That's a big so not, not on the top, bottom right, right but the top. The top right, you can see the head and shoulders we're looking at there too. Oh yeah. So I mean, we've talked about and and obviously Redler, Scott Redler, who's at we found the show from T3 Live, he was pointing out too. There's like head and shoulders all over the place. So I mean, and it is you know we've seen this for the last week and we've been talking about the technical patterns not being good for the markets here either. So the fundies stocks too expensive. You know we've got economy teetering and the technicals are breaking down. I mean nothing rosy and that's why it was such a wicked weak for the stocks and i mean nothing short of disastrous really sp is down every single day for basically nine straight days so i mean we went from 450 to 425 that's a quiet little six percent sell-off in overall stocks i mean the average person is worth six percent less today than they were if they're fully invested the average person worth six percent less today than they were 10 days ago that's significant all right let's continue the conversation with our guest All right, we are joined by Webb Begoli, co-founder and CTO over at Market Reader. Webb, how are you doing today? Hi, very good. Thanks for having me on. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, we're doing, uh, we're doing some major ticket time. And over there at Market Reader, that's what you guys do every single day, deciphering the information, getting out to traders and investors. So uh, I, I asked you for a couple examples from yesterday. Obviously, not too much has hit the tape yet. Um, be interesting what to say about Costco. But uh, let's talk about, I didn't see Siri. You met that serious satellite. You mentioned that yeah. yesterday. Talk yeah. about the news. Talk about the setup and how Market Reader could have helped you navigate it. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Uh, can I present? Can I uh, share my screen? Yeah, I'll stop sharing. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hit the present button. You might be the first CTO on this show ever. Chief Technical <laughs> Officer. There we go. There we go. Can you see that? There you go. I got you, Webb. You're up. Rock on. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah. So, in uh, uh, this was yesterday in Siri. And I'm just bringing up a chart. Uh, nice. So, yesterday, this was... So, we have... It looks very confusing. Uh, these are 10-minute bars. This is an intraday. We... Uh, I'll, I'll talk about how we generally focus on the daily, but just yeah. to kind of point out what happened here yesterday at 7, 10 AM, we, we got the, we picked up the news about Liberty media corporation, um, uh, looking to buy a serious XM. And it, I, I don't remember exactly all the details, but our system picked that up and, uh, and started picking up the sensitivity and, and summarizing it there. So, Basically, we're looking at what's happening in, across news headlines, across social media, um, uh, across articles being shared on the internet, um, also correlated moves, and trying to pick up that the stock is moving and explain why it's moving as quickly as possible um, and as completely as possible. And throughout the day, as there's updates, um, we will 
uh, uh, keep updating the, the story as, as more comes out. Um, another way to use it in a morning like this is kind of be like, okay, you were just going through a lot of tickers, a lot of charts. So, uh, you know, what are some charts I should look at this morning? Well, this is a great place to get some ideas going. Um, we had one, uh, so Costco, obviously, uh, we had the summary about Costco earnings. We can see how it picked it up uh, yesterday at 410. So the alert went out. We get uh, news alerts um, in our system immediately with what happened, uh, what did they report, um, what is being talked about uh, across social media, events, et cetera. And, uh, and a summary this morning about what's moving Costco this morning. Um, another example from this morning that's worth uh, looking at is Nextera Energy Partners, which is down 12%. Um, they came out with uh, uh, estimations that their growth, forward-looking growth is is not as strong as they initially, initially uh, anticipated, so it's moving down. And um, another way that we kind of uh, uh, are putting explanations on stock moves is that we're looking at what other stocks are moving that are correlated. So this stock, Clearway Energy, also down six and a half percent this morning, and it's and our system is uh, attributing that to what um, Nextera Energy Partners came out with. So how so, soon after you get the uh, you know like it you know your AI or whatever you have doing this like within like how much after the Costco report uh, do you get that disseminate that information? So we try to. Um, give it a little bit of time because we are trying to to collect all the information that we can and summarize that for you so um worst case it's like 10 minutes um but at best case it's 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 shorter than that um and and again as soon as like we'll alert as soon as we can and then we'll keep updating as more information comes out so on the costco example um there was more chatter uh, that came through social media about the um, uh, the discretionary uh, purchases being lower than expected, yada, yada. But overall, um, a good earnings report overall, but obviously still still down. Um, so uh, yeah, it's generally, yeah, 10 minutes or or sooner. Um, we're working on getting that even faster, uh, but you know, we, we need to go and collect that information that is out there in the, in the, uh, Ether, as it were. <laughs> um, another another um, example from yesterday: uh, um, United Foods, uh, bad earnings for uh, uh, yeah. UFI. Talk about the news dissemination on that and uh, how it could have helped investors. So again, that that's another one where we get the alert again, seven twenty a.m. Because we're watching the market uh, from four a.m. to eight p.m every day. Um, so again, just kind of giving you that alert that this uh, was moving down on uh, on uh, lower earnings. Um, and again, how we're collecting news, uh, social media, and and all that stuff to, to get you uh, to be informed about what's going on. So it was down 9% uh, right when the earnings came out. And by the end of the day, uh, it was down 26%. So it continued to go down these smaller stocks uh, can move down a lot. So it's kind of giving you that alert is really the important thing. And then another thing that we can do like uh, with Costco is, again, you, you can see more summaries here on these cards. And this morning, these are all things that, that our system's picking up this morning. Um, so since the previous close at 4 p.m. yesterday, things that are going on across the market, we have uh, summary overall summaries as well as the individual summaries from the news wires across the internet, social media, um, any events such as earnings or or macro events. Um, it's it's one thing that you can do. Uh, this is what I was going to say. One thing you can do is you can click on view industry peers and see what else is going on. Um, as Dennis mentioned, Walmart not moving at all, so we have no explanations there. But you might see um, other other stocks. Our system might attribute the Costco uh, sympathies to it, um, etc. Et so it's a nice way to kind of explore what's going on in the market. We're working on ways to summarize the global macro view. So another way to start my morning is I go to this monitor, which is using all the ETFs to kind of get an overarching view of what's moving uh, across the market. So I can see equities here on the right, um, including sectors are generally green. They're colored by how unusual their move is. So palladium down 2% is an unusual move by this time of day. Um, so that's highlighted in red over on the commodities on the far left. 
And again, you can kind of click on if we have an explanation, we don't have explanation for palladium. Um, for SPY, we have some summary explanations, but we're also working on broad macro summaries. So you can come in and read like a paragraph about what's going on, what's moving, uh, what events have happened, how the market's responding. Well, I've got back to that other page with all the news headlines, because this sure. is such a nice summary of the day. I mean, this is what we kind of go through a little bit on Benzinga Pro. We give you the main headlines, but this is just like when you log in, you just see this in the morning. Like this is just exactly. be like you're you go to this page, you can see everything. That's, you know, really the story stocks yeah. of the day. Like this is okay. like kind of the story stocks of the day, correct? That's right. And it's not just in the morning, right? So every 10 minutes, the whole system is getting updated. We're looking updated. At so new stories are hitting it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so it's, it's nice giving you a good feel for like what are the drivers here today. I always talk about folks, this is such a nice tool here because I always talk about as a trader, the first thing I do in the morning is I wake up and then I'm like looking to the news to find out what the drivers are. So you have a tool here that summarizes all of that for you, which is really nice. I mean, the Benzinga Pro is obviously awesome because we can do that, the breaking where you're waiting for it to hear a bit, but this is such a tool to use with your Benzinga Pro. You know, you want the headlines breaking you can get them on the Pro, but now you have a tool that's summarizing basically the Pro. So, I mean, it's, so it's a nice add-on feature here to, you know, to look at here too. So, yeah, so I'd be interested in this. Is there a free trial for this web? There is. So we're doing a seven-day free trial. If you go to marketreader.com, you can sign up and give us a go um, and and see how it works for you, how it can work into your trading workflow and and, uh, and the way you like to, to work with stocks. And um, but yeah, like that for me, it's it's exactly as you described. It's a really good way to just see what's going on, see the narratives, um, and and get an up you know uh, overarching update. We also have uh, we have screeners, so you can kind of filter down to sectors or whatever you would like. Nice, um, yeah. as well as watch lists, so you can set up your watch list the way you like and get notified on uh, alerts that are based on watch lists that you have set up. We'll we'll isolate alerts to that. Web, one more thing. How, um, what are the hours that this operates? Is this operating around the clock or is it just certain hours, like nine to five, this is operating? What are the hours that this, you know, algorithm that you're using to compile all this information is operating? For sure. So it's running um, for, it's really focused at this moment on US equities. So really the hours where you're going to see updates are between 4 a.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern. Time. Oh, okay. So you're covering the entire pre-market and the entire after hours too then? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. If something breaks at like even 6 p.m., the yeah. alert will come up on Market Reader for sure. Okay. Yeah. We got a good question in the chat. Is it seven business days for the trial or just seven days overall? Because uh, someone's like, I I'll try it on Monday or should I? Days on you. Yeah, you know, they, they want the most of the trial, so at least they can get the most. So what would <laughs> you say it. to that, Web? Yeah, that's a fantastic uh, point that I've not thought of. It is seven calendar days. I will look into seeing if I can do seven business Get days. Get you the yeah. business days. We want those extra two free days here, Web. Come on. <laughs> free is free. They listen to Joel, how he you tries to it. get the free coffee at Starbucks. So, <laughs> All right, so... One thing that well, I wanted to get to is you already just point into the relationships. I do love features like this because that's one thing that I think Dennis and I uh, and Joel, we always stress about is understanding the relationships. Yeah, and for those for new sure. traders out there, programs like this can help you find those relationships that you might have not have thought of in the past. So I think that's one of the awesome features that you guys have. Another one that I really like is added social media. That's right. Even. And I think this is an important aspect when we're getting into today's world where Twitter does move stocks nowadays, right? Social media does move stocks. So tell us about how yes, it it's able to do this. That's right. So, so yes, uh, I agree with you. Twitter can move stocks. But an, another aspect that's really powerful about Twitter is it's really great at helping you find out why a stock is moving, right? Like, so, you know, a big thing when you see a stock that's moving and you're like, what what's driving it? What what's happening? You know, you might go to Google, but really, if you go to Twitter and put in that hashtag, you're going to find out a lot. But the hard part, even in doing that, right, is filtering the stream. Like because there's a lot of people just with rocket ship emojis or whatever, like not really giving you helpful information. So our system does a really fantastic job at filtering that uh, the feed that's on social media, not just Twitter, other sources as well. Uh, you know, Reddit, etc., um, and filtering that down to really pick out like this is you know, an explanation about like really why the stock is moving. Um, it might be that Twitter was the source, a tweet was the source, but it might also just be, you know, um, this is about earnings. You know, a big aspect with the Costco earnings too with the social media was that 
as it was happening, we were picking up and, and the summaries will change throughout the day, right? As we get more and more information. Um, but if people are on social media, you're talking about like, okay, it was good earnings and numbers wise, but on the conference call X, Y, and Z. And you might find that detail about like just why we might be selling off now, um, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, as, as time has gone on, it doesn't seem like the social media summary here has that, but earlier it was picking that up, I promise. <laughs> uh, Mitch, um, got, uh, well, I've got a couple more for you. Just yeah. uh, real, Well, first of all, the watch list thing I think is great. I think if you you know have a portfolio of stocks and you want to know um, what, what's going on with them, I think that's a great feature that uh, people sure. should uh, definitely employ. If you, you know, if you want to know why your stocks are moving and, and what's going on. Uh, so help me out here. So when I'm going to give you two things, once a little bit, when is this strike going to be settled, the UAW strike? And how would I, like, if I have a trading idea, like I, like, let's say I, I want to go long, you know, all three of the companies, as soon as one a strike is settled in one place, like how, how, how would I set this up? I just would do a watch list with the, those companies in it. Sure. Or, you know, how, how would you capitalize on something? If you have a trading idea and you want this to, you know, to, to, to be your catalyst. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that, that would probably be the, the best way to go. It's like you set up a watch list. So you just go okay. in uh, under, let's see, under, create a new watch list. You just type in okay. UAW stocks and then you just put in, you know, Ford, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And you watch list. And then you'll, again, you'll get those notifications. So when those stocks are moving, because there's that headline or any other headline, then you're going to be notified, Hey, things are happening now. Um, and then another, you know, aspect that you can do if we, if I were to put in like uh, yeah, Ford motor company, um, I can see not just industry peers, right. But I can also see correlated assets. So it'll tell me the correlation, uh, which, a stock may or may not be in the same sector or the same subsector, but it still might be correlated to Ford very nice. heavily. So if one of those stocks moved already on the United Auto Workers, like the strike is over and it moved already and you feel like you missed the move, you might look for the correlated assets and see which stocks haven't started really responding just yet. Um, and, our, and our system is good for that. So as far as giving the, the traders tools, that we're trying to, to add all this. There's a lot more we, we have in the pipeline that's going to be added over time. Webb Goley, co-founder and CTO over at Market Reader, a markets intelligence company that helps individual investors make more informed decisions. Webb, always great having you on. We'll dial you up again real soon. Awesome. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Webb. I can see Dennis. Uh, I can see the wheels going, Dennis. I can see the no, wheels I look like going. a nice tool. I mean, <laughs> you know, just because I'm a big time. And again, you know, there's so many traders out there that you'll listen to on social media and say, just look at the charts. You don't need any news. And those traders, they're doing good. Fine. But I'll tell you, it's more of a combination approach, using the technicals, using the news, using all the tools at your disposal. I mean, you're building a house. Why are you only going to use a hammer? So, I mean, this is just another simple tool in the toolbox. What's that? It's as simple as that. It is. I mean, there's so many tools. And like we try to say, you know, why do I need a Benzinga Pro? I can just get this on social media. You know why you need a Benzinga Pro? Because yeah. the social media has that thing like five, 10 minutes after the fact after the fact so you need tools you need to spend money to make money if you're in the trading business you cannot expect to spend zero and make money i buy tools i build homes as in i trade stocks i need more than just a hammer i can't yeah. just go take the free stuff on the internet all the time i tell you if i was trading just off of social media like just using oh. twitter i almost guarantee you I would not make money. I almost guarantee you I would not make money. So, I mean, this is just another tool in your toolbox. I think having more tools is always a good thing. Try it out. You know, maybe you find a little bit more information. But knowing why stocks are moving is powerful, folks. You know, they're not always just moving because of the technicals. They're moving because of news. News makes the technicals. And I just wanted to be uh, pure, transparent. We did not get paid to talk about that service. We are not getting paid on that. The, the key there is that we want to bring you guys tools that you guys can use that could actually benefit you, right? And I think we've that known Webb a long Dennis, time too. Yeah, yeah he's a good and, guy. And, 
Yeah. And I, I think that these are all great tools, right? I think that at the end of the day, you got to find what can benefit you as a trader, right? That's why I think it's also important to be with the right uh, broker, right? There's going to be some brokers that are better for certain strategies sure. than others. And so you got to be trying to find what benefits your trading strategy and your time frame, right? There's certain traders that don't need direct market access. And then there's certain traders that it makes a huge difference on their results, right? So find what works best for you guys. Let's start wrapping it up. Let's also bring it to back to a little bit of some ticker time. Any sectors or industries? Oh, you know you what stock I want to talk about? I want I just want to yeah. talk about um Amazon here. Okay. That can is a big can, that can yeah, you share the big, Amazon yeah, chart that, for me. Yeah. Thank you. I mean whoo what uh this is a huge move in it and I just want to you know get you guys' thoughts on it. Uh You've seen the news, right? I mean, uh, yeah, FTC, uh, monopoly yeah. power. I mean, yada, yeah. yada, yada. We I mean, hear what, this stuff. Yeah, all the time. I mean, man, if you're coming into it, I think you're coming into an interesting area here. If I want, you know, if I'm attempting a long or trying to cover a short, I mean, what do you think about this 124 and a half, 125 and a half area? That's a big move from Amazon down 20 points. So let you guys uh, take a look at it. I'm long Amazon through my wife's RSP account here. It's come down substantially. It is a big level. The valuation on this is cheaper than you guys think because you could just go and you just take it at face value. But we know that there are growing earnings here and they're starting to focus more on the bottom line. And, you know, we used to pay 100 times, you know, earnings for Amazon. Remember, it was like 110 and people yeah. didn't make sense. The 4P on this thing is 38 now. It's 38. So it has come down somewhat substantially. But I think some of those estimates, too, like it's baked in that they're still growing. They're still doing stuff. They could make more money. When you start looking at it from revenue standpoint, I mean, the revenue on this puppy. And obviously, you know, the, the margins aren't as high as some companies here. But it's $134 billion in revenue. I mean, it's like, you know, you're just looking here. Wait a second. That's not right. 134.3. That's an I, I, I'm confused on the way that's set up there. But anyways. So it's 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 significant. I mean, when you start looking at it, you know, just from how much money this company brings in, how many things they're involved in, they're trying to get an AI. And to Gene Munster, who we've had on the show lots of times, making good points to CNBC the other night, saying, you know, they are behind, you know, on the AI race, but don't count Amazon out is what he was saying. I mean, they got the power, they got the money, they got some smart people still working there. I know Jeff Bezos was smart as well, but I'm like, Holy, um, you know, we've come in a long ways here. Would Amazon be on my shopping list? Absolutely. Are look we at, at the, the point where we want to catch a falling knife? I'm not sure. Dennis, look at all the stars I put at 126. Yeah, holy. You did that before, like earlier? No, I, did, I, just, I just, I just, I just did, did that now. now. It's a big yeah. level. Three monthly lows. I mean, what more could you be asking for? Both ways to look at the trade. If it goes through 126 with a vengeance, then, you know, play it for the short side. But 125.92, your low in July, 26.41 in August. And we're almost at the end of September, 125.26. So there's a good level for you on Amazon. Uh, what else you got, Mitch? It's 8.59. Probably wrap things up here. Yeah, we'll start wrapping up, guys. Uh, final outlook of the market. The only thing I'd say on that Amazon chart that I see is a monthly uh, prior support around the 144 area became resistance this time. So unless we can get through that on monthly charts, that's what I'd be watching uh, longer term on Amazon. All right, let's get the last wrap up. What are you thinking about this market, Dennis? What are you going to be watching today? Um. I'm, I think it's like guilty until proven innocent. So we're getting okay. a bounce. We're oversold. We tried to bounce a little bit yesterday morning, and it suckered me, and I got stopped out on everything. So I thought, you know, me and Joel kind of had our buying shoes on. We thought, you know, maybe we can bounce here a little bit, and we bounce right off the open. So we opened, and the stocks bounced, and then Apple just took mm -hmm. over, and the Apple pressure mm -hmm. was just too much for the market. And keep an eye on Apple. It is a leader right now. Apple chart is starting to break here right now. It's it is. the issue. So you had a lot of their stocks beat up, but Apple is just so big and powerful in this overall market. The head and shoulders, you want to talk about head and shoulders. Head and shoulders really ugly in Apple. I think Apple's going a hell of a lot lower, which makes it tough to get bullish in the market. I think you can see separation though. We actually see some stocks, you know, not going down while because they've just, you know, seller exhaustion, 
even if Apple does fade. But it's hard to get bullish the overall market when I'm so bearish Apple. And I am bearish Apple. And I do think it's going to 160 sooner than later. And I think it could even go lower than that. So, but I've been wrong, you know, on it. It's coming down now. So I just don't like anything about Apple. And that makes it tough for me to chase mm -hmm. the market here. I'm just going to go big picture here. Uh, just on just the S&Ps, you know, how I'd like to keep an eye on like the, the early action, the pre-market action. I think the bulls got a big task, not a big task, but they get this thing over that pre-market high at 36.50. Then I think the complexion of the market changes instead of, you know, just laying bids out there and get them getting, uh, uh, getting popped. Um, I think you, you, you see a rally, but you got to clear that pre-market high first at 36.50. Fun show today, guys. We know yeah, what to was. do. There's no news. We go to the chat. Everyone, have a great day. All right, guys, I'm going to get you over to the Cannabis Capital Conference. If you guys want to check this out, I want you guys to have the opportunity here to check out, of course, our Cannabis Capital Conference that's going to be on today. Don't miss it. It will not be just here on our YouTube. So if you want to see it, you got to go to this link. Don't miss out what's going on in the cannabis stocks. Hit that link and sign up today. Now to bring you guys over to live trading, that's coming up next. Don't go anywhere as Ryan and I get into this market and go to battle. You guys see it out there. Of course, uh, I will let you guys know what swing trades I'm in, what trades I take today, and who's, we'll find out, right? Will we get continued downside action? Will we get a bounce? PCE coming in on Friday, something definitely to keep an eye out for, and Jerome Powell speaking tomorrow. So there's going to be some fireworks, of course, later in the week. We'll find out what happens. Jerome Powell Thursday, PCE Friday. Find out everything right here. Only, of course, on pre-market prep. I'll see you guys over on live trading starting now.